everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Two Drunk Fans. It's been a while since we recorded, and that's bad, because <laughs> when we <laughs> don't record, things happen. Things, So many things happen all the time. What's funny is I don't feel like it's been that long since we recorded. Like, it's the silly season. It's not supposed to be that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. And oh my god, it's that big of a deal. I mean... We last recorded about 21, it's been three weeks, three weeks, Mm -hmm. and heading into the draft, I knew things were going to happen, and we had FIFA and everything, but yeah, oh god. Okay, let's just dive right in, shall we? Do it. The big news today, Carly Lloyd won FIFA Best Player in in the World in 2016. (sighs) How does that make you feel? It makes me feel like... I always have about this stupid award on the women's side, which is that um, the voting process is not good. I mean, it's it's what they have, and I don't actually really have a solution for improving it because the problem isn't like the structure of the voting itself right now, I think. It's that the voters themselves are uninformed. Sometimes it's not their fault they're uninformed. Like they literally can't get to the information that they need. You know, you're right. somewhere you can't, you know, you don't have access to Fox Sports 1 or whatever. You're not watching women's international games and they don't get great broadcast deals in the first place. So how are you supposed to keep up with the the actual top players and their international and club performances? But it's broken and it's dumb, which means some years you get players have great results like Melanie Beringer, gold medal for Germany, Bayern gets you know, wins the Frauen Bundesliga. Third in the voting, not close third, distant third. Marta second, Carly Lloyd first. Not a good result. I mean, so when you uh, told me the result, I thought this was just a rerun of last year. Because that's what it's going to be in the women's sport for the next, like, year or two, is it's going to be the exact same Carly Lloyd, Marta. Right. Because those are the two players that get that name recognition right now. I mean, honestly, when you look at the results, how many voted for Abby? This year, nobody. Thank God. You know, they all at least knew that much. Nobody voted for Abby? I don't see your name on the, I mean, out of the list of 10 nominees they were given, you know. Oh, out of the the 10 nominees. Usually we can see the like by country, by coach Mm -hmm. breakdown. Yeah, we can. And they all voted out of the 10 nominees they were given, and Abby wasn't in the nominees, so it was fine. Oh. But I did do, uh, God, this was tedious, so I took the PDF file that they sent out that showed the captain, mm-hmm. coach, and media breakdown, and I put it into yeah. Excel. And then having to, because the FIFA document didn't rank the countries in there, so I had to go through and like manually enter like 150 country rankings. Anyway... If you look at the median value of the rankings on the countries that voted by top three players, um, Beringer, actually, the median value of countries that voted for her is much higher than the median ranking of the countries voting for Carly and Marta. So right. What, it's it's ram- name recognition. Yeah. It, it, but it's nice to have numbers to reinforce your point, to not, you know, it's just not just the eyeball test. It It is. It is. And... It's it's something that we continue to battle in the women's game simply because 
of the accessibility issue, of the name recognition issue, but also, I mean, of all of those 140 countries or, or however many you, you said were on there, how many of them are active in the women's game? See, that's interesting because a number of the countries that voted were actually not ranked by FIFA because they haven't been active for the last 18 months. You lose your ranking if you're right? active. And then a number of them that voted also were not ranked because they haven't yet played five FIFA standard games. So I wonder what the fees are to join FIFA. What the bribes are in order to get ranked? No, 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 no. <laughs> not even the bribes. I mean, so FIFA is an organization that governs football. Yeah. Right? So in order to play five of those games or in order to have licensed referees or licensed coaches or whatever, I wonder what the cost of all of that is in order to just reach that minimum, right? Yeah, I wonder like everything involved, meaning the cost of your head coach getting his or her license, getting the program going, FIFA approved venue. FIFA I mean, man, I, I wish I wish we knew somebody who was like working with a brand new women's team. <laughs> All right. We'll have to talk to Haley Carter again sometime, I guess. <laughs> Shout out to Afghanistan women's national team. Right. Yeah, I, I agree, especially if you're a small nation and your federation doesn't give a fuck about the women's side or if they just don't particularly have money. It could be hard to get off the ground, especially to get experience against top teams which is why i'm a little hesitant to say like these teams should not be voting because there has to be an incentive for them to advance i guess maybe being allowed to vote for the best though isn't necessarily an incentive that they need right and and i think and i think the incentive is like maybe not just have them vote but do they have to watch like a video do they have to like, is the voting process literally just, like, a survey monkey and go in and vote? Or do you do you get to watch tape? Do you, do you get the exposure to all ten of these players? It would be nice, and I think in a digital age, it should be approaching cost-effective, where it's like the, the version of, you know, the Oscars. You get a screener of all the content that you're supposed right. to vote on. Right, but then we're talking about access. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, um, and, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's I guess, an imperfect system. Yeah, I guess there's also a cost associated with compiling a screener. You have to gather up all that footage and make sure that everybody can download the file, I guess. But, you know, I, th I think stuff like that is worth FIFA putting the effort into. If only they had a lot of money, you know? If only, if only FIFA put effort and resources into the women's game. Right. So, yeah, that's on the, the player side. And you said repeat. Hey. What? You didn't ask me my question. What are you drinking? Yeah. Oh, I didn't want to think about drinking because everything I put in my body leaves it instantly. So what are you drinking? <laughs> it's disgu that's disgusting. It's not my I fault. Quiet. I thought the food was still okay. Or I didn't. <sighs> oh, my God. Now I don't want to answer the question. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a blood orange San Pellegrini Gio. Oh, okay. Ask me what it's I'm pretty drinking. delicious. I, what, it what sounds are great. Are you drinking Pepto? Are you drinking <laughs> Pedialyte? Oh, Pedialyte. No. Wow, you nailed it. I've got a bottle of Pepto really? sitting right by my right hand. Yeah, I'm drinking <laughs> drinking directly out of the bottle now. Yes. I hope you feel better, buddy. Uh, I think the worst has passed. Knock on wood. Gross. 
Um, look, it's not an episode of Two Drunk Fans if there's no bodily function talk, apparently. We can't seem to avoid it. No. Stop it. <laughs> That's the drinking game. I'm sure I'm sure somebody out there has their own drinking game of That's how so meta. early until you start talking about bodily functions. I'm a gross... I'm, I'm like the human embodiment of that dirt cloud that follows pig pen on peanuts. That's me. No, you're not. You're not dirty. Just, just gross. You might be gross, but you're not dirty. You, you've stayed at my house. You shower. Yeah. So that was on the player side. Carly won. Marta came second in voting. Melanie Beringer third. Has on there the- ever been a year where Marta has not been top three? I don't think so. I'm sure someone will point out if she hasn't, but that's, yeah, interesting. Um, I think she's always been top three. You mentioned a repeat of last year, and it wasn't quite because last year Jill Ellis won, and this year Sylvia Nide won, but Jill did come in second. Yeah, I completely spaced that last year was getting Jill getting credit for the uh, World Cup win. I like that you phrased it that way. I think that tells us the whole story on how you feel about I, it. I absolutely positively still, still feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Olympics did not solidify my, uh, any positive feelings about Jill. And the only positive feelings I have about her are perhaps a result of the fact that we're now going into the off cycle for the senior team. And she better as fuck be calling up new players. Which we will get to in a second. That was actually a decent transition. I just want to note, Jill took second place over Pia Sundaga, who beat her in the Olympics. Maybe it wasn't the prettiest way she did it, but, I mean, Pia did establish that on the day she had the better plan. It was a gross plan. It was a gross plan, but it was better. The same way it was, I'm, I'm gross, she... but sometimes I'm better than other people. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Can you please can please leave that one in? Sure. And you mentioned earlier Jill Ellis is is you know maybe tactically she's been not impressive recently, but we are kind of giving her credit for looking at NWSL and college kids now, even though literally there's no reason for her not to do it. Like this is the, exactly the time that she would do it with right. no risk right. whatsoever. I mean, and we're we aren't smart soccer tactic people no (laughs) and this is the time and this is the time to be doing it according to us um yeah 30 player roster it was 29 and then they added sarah killian so it makes me think it was 30 someone couldn't make it or decline and then they were like all right calling killian because she's 31 on the list could you could you imagine if somebody declined (laughs) sometimes i think i better do meth but then mm, better not (laughs) Well, I mean, so on the men's side, like somebody declines and oh my god, that's that's the story when the when the roster is announced, but mm-hmm. on the women's side like okay. I don't cool. know. It depends on who it is and why they decline. I think if we found out like uh Christy Rampone declined again because she's like, "No, guys, like mm-hmm. I know myself and my body and I am not making a comeback to the women's national team. Are you crazy? I'm like 40." Then we'd be like, "Oh, okay." It's kind of dumb for U.S. soccer to keep calling her in, but whatever. But if it's, you know, I don't know, um, Zakia Bywaters. Christian Press. Okay, sure. Kristen Press getting called in and then turning it down because something, something CBA or whatever. Then, yeah, that's a... Right. 
Yeah. Oh my God, we're not even talking about CBA today. Oh my God, no, there's just too much other stuff happening. And besides, they're just there's just negotiations. There's way too much other stuff. Stop saying buzzwords. They're just in negotiations. <laughs> like, we, we still don't have any update. Just... So, 30-player roster. So, the newish names on the roster, I'll say here, um, would be Kristen Edmonds from The Pride, Christina Gibbons from Duke, uh, kind of Rose Lavelle. She's been in and out, and now she's back. Um... Taylor Smith from The Flash. And Wait, Taylor Swift? Taylor Smith. Um, Wouldn't that be wild if Taylor Swift was getting right? a call? <laughs> it's like, wow, you guys are really desperate to grow the fan base. Okay. Right? Oh uh, my, would that be a bad thing, though? Yes. I don't yes, really personally like Taylor Swift much these days, but I would. I don't really either, but, you know. Uh, and A-Rod is back. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. The thing with Amy Rodriguez is it's in the old CBA, then MOU, now status quo placeholder, that if mm-hmm. you get pregnant and go on maternity leave, you're guaranteed to call up afterwards. Essentially, you can't get fired for getting pregnant, which is good. Yeah, that's a very good thing to have. We'll also see Sid LaRue back at some point. But yeah, A-Rod's back. I don't think she's breaking into this forward group. Well, so she had a really rough go after the first kid, mm-hmm. like of getting back into into the squad. So, and that was like right at, like she she was really stretching it for getting into the World Cup roster. Yeah, like it was a hustle for her to to get back and make that squad. Now, you know, she's looking at two years down the road before the next World Cup, twenty seven. 2019 and i don't know to me it's like does she, does the oldest new kid still on the team have the legs to do it oh my god remember when the new kids really were babies remember when the new kids like were annoying and bad um so this forward pool <laughs> You know what I mean, though. Amy Rodriguez and Tobin Heath, like, Holiday Cheney never actually was bad. No, but, like, never. You remember. You remember when those two were just annoying. On the field? Yeah. To Yeah, yeah. Or... I, yeah, I'm not talking about personality. I'm talking about on the field. Yeah, where we were like, you have all this potential, and, and it's like 80% of it is blocked by something. What's going on? Yeah, it was frustrating. And look at them now. But the forward pool now, Crystal Dunn, Jess McDonald, Alex Morgan, Kaylee Ojai, Press, Lynn Williams, and then I think you can kind of move Taylor Swift. Oh my god. You put, <laughs> you incepted her name into my head. And then you can move Taylor Smith in there, and then Mal Pugh. Mal Pugh's not in this camp, because she's got a lingering injury. Um, but yeah, she, she's going to be back, and she's going to be in there too, so where does A-Rod fit into that? You know? And she doesn't have... Yeah she doesn't have Lauren Chaney behind her anymore either. And that was like the most, her, her most like uh, valuable connection on the field without her. I just feel like she'd be adrift. She's her biggest cheerleader. Yeah. So it, it kind of sucks. I like a rod a lot. Um, she seems like a cool person. And when she was on, I think she was just such a watchable forward, but God, but that was when she was on. And I don't think she's, she's on enough now for it to be enough to break into this forward pool. What if having a baby like released superpowers? That would be awesome. And she a was speedy as as she normally was, 
And B, um, she now had a rocket shot. I mean, A-Rod never had a particularly weak shot, but it would be cool, yeah, if she's, like, blasting them from 40 yards out and, like, ripping a hole in yeah. the net. How awesome would that be? Like, A-Rod <laughs> was always just kind of the, like, cherry, not cherry picker necessarily, but a lot of her goals were scrappy. Uh, cleaning up the kind of scrambled in front of the goal, like, she, she, good position, good timing, and, like, yeah, 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 really, yeah. really good positioning, and I just think it would be awesome if something about having the second baby, like, unlocked the superpower in her, like, <laughs> left leg. <laughs> that would be amazing. What if she became, like, the new Abby Wambach, and she's suddenly able to, like, hit a vertical of four feet or something? Right, like her whole her whole like baby training, she's like kangaroo jumping with the kid on her. Yeah, like box jumps and all this stuff, just crazy oh vertical. And now she's and she, we score like twenty goals a year off of her, like corner to her head. Yeah, she's definitely making the uh, World Cup squad. Yeah, you heard it here first. Amy Rodriguez, France, twenty nineteen. <laughs> she's gonna be if that ha- if that happens, I'm totally buying the kit. Tournament golden boot. <laughs> oh my god could you imagine carlos would be so mad yeah carly's gonna be there in 2019 she takes good care of herself oh, definitely yeah definitely so with uh national team stuff how do you think alex morgan and crystal dunn work that into their french contracts i think they have to be allowed to go on fifa dates and that's it but right so do you think u.s soccer is going to start honoring fifa dates <laughs> yeah sure why not I mean, they always do for matches, but they never do for training in camps and things like that. And so I wonder if Alex Morgan and Dunn being overseas is going to mean that U.S. soccer is going to be more respectful to the NWSL. (laughs) Or Uh, if if Morgan and Dunn are just going to get more leeway. And not be not have to show up to camp at the same time everybody else does. I mean, Morgan's already going to be in this camp for only part of it. She's only going to be in during the FIFA dates, and then she's not going to be in for the rest of the camp because it stretches over a little bit. Well, U.S. Soccer, you fucked up. <laughs> because I don't think we ever talked about how Crystal Dunn just got to leave the Spirit because her contract was up. Mm-hmm. Like she has a contract with U.S. Soccer, right? Yeah. Although I think Spirit technically still hold her rights, so if she tried to get back in the league, the Spirit would have her rights, and they'd have to trade them or sell them or give them away or whatever. Her rights don't go with her. I don't. Th- I don't think that's what happened, and there wasn't a transfer fee or anything. Right. Yeah, because she was out of contract. Yeah, but I think if she re-entered the league, that Spirit would have her rights. I think that's what I heard. Remember how we talked to Ella, and Ella was basically like, "Yeah, they own your rights." And you can't do anything. And so she was like, all right, peace. I'm going to Sweden. If she came back to the NWSL, you're telling me that Houston would still have her rights? Uh, it's been a couple of years, so probably not. But if Crystal Dawn came back after one year, like one season, I think Spirit would have her rights. I think Crystal signed a multi-year contract, though. Uh, the, There's some weird wording that it went to 2018, not through 2018. So it's like mm. technically... And also, if the new CBA is in effect, still has that you can play outside the league for one year, but you have to play in it for two years. Like, okay, what that I I feel like that's gonna still be in there. So I feel like Crystal would not have signed a two year deal. Sure, 
then all of that's for naught. Because yeah. I'm like, there's no freaking way that she's out of contract and her contract's with U.S. Soccer. How do the Spirit maintain her rights? I don't know. Like, it makes me wonder if players sign contracts at any type of contract. Maybe not a contract where you get paid, but any type of contract with the team. Like, not players, like women's national team players. Because when you look, read the CBA, they separate out U.S. soccer salary tier and NWSL salary tier. They're two separate things. Right. So right. I wonder if U.S. soccer gives the NWSL team the money and then the NWSL team pays the player. That seems like, like adding an unnecessary step. Like maybe it gives the clubs the illusion of control or like that's how they have to work it out as like the, the player's actual employer. I don't know how that contractually is working. Yeah, because we've always wondered, like, if a team has more women's national team players than others, does that mean that there's more salary cap money to go toward the non-allocated players? And your result rules have a provision where if you have over a certain number of players, then there's, like, uh, you kind of, I think, have to pay back in, like, pay back into the league. So so you can't, like, trade and stack up your roster with, like, six national team players and expect to have a bunch of leftover extra salary cap money. Right, but could you potentially, like, say Portland has six national team players who were subsidized by U.S. soccer. Yeah. Do the other 14 salaries for the squad get pay increases because that two hundred thousand dollars, or you know, two hundred thousand plus, whatever, um, now only has to be spread out over the fourteen. Whereas teams like Boston, you can say it. Boston. Um, I was trying to figure out Boston had one uh. anymore. So if if a team like Boston had no senior players or yeah uh national team players, if they're two hundred thousand whatever salary cap. Um, no, that's what I'm saying. There's had a to mechan- be spread out of those twenty. That's a there's a mechanism in the league where if you get a, if you have too many national team players, then I think your salary cap gets it gets taken out of your salary cap, essentially, like and it gets given spread around so, the, the league. So it or gets so it's it comes down. Yeah, it comes down, and I think if you don't have a lot of national team team players like Boston, I believe you get salary cap relief. In, it's like an equalizer. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a mechanism that the league has in order to make sure that, you know, you can't get around salary cap rules with national team players. What's next? What's next? NWSL? NWSL. So Alex is gone, although she should be back for the pride for most of the season. Done. Peaced out. Don't blame her. Bad situation. Um, yep. But <clears throat> NWSL still making moves. Other big thing that happened today Almost exactly at the same time as the FIFA Best Awards, like they overlapped. Great timing, North Carolina. They announced that they bought the Western New York Flash. Dude, were you awake when that initially dropped on Twitter? The purchase, yes. At one a.m. in Philadelphia, yes, I was, I was awake. Yeah. Um. It it was like midnight on a on a weekend. I would say it was one a.m. So I said this on another podcast i'm sorry that i talked to somebody else about this before i talked to you but (laughs) (laughs) it's okay um so i i said this on mix zone a couple days ago where if you take all the context out of it 
it's a great move for the league instead of collapsing it gets sold to an owner who seems invested seems stable appreciates the women's game the history of the game has a great venue and a great market and seems to have buy-in from some people who have good history with the game like Anson Dorrance maybe Heather O'Reilly but you can't ignore the context because North Carolina is currently a shit show North Carolina is not a place that I am ever going to be traveling in a touristy way until some of their anti-gay legislation um, gets repealed. Uh, Most notably is uh, House Bill 2, which wasn't it up for repeal? The repeal failed. The repeal failed. They tried to do it, but the Republicans like changed up the terms of the repeal and we're like, all right, but we want a six-month cooling-off period where you can't make any anti-discrimination laws. And it's like, really? You want to leave people unprotected for half a year? And uh, I believe the Democrats were like, no, no deal. So repeal failed. HB2 is still on the books. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. It is a blatantly discriminatory law that deliberately targets trans people. And um, even more than the bathroom law stuff where they're saying... Uh, you have to use the bath. If it's a public restroom, you have to use the one that matches the sex on your birth certificate, regardless of how right. you present or, or how you identify. They're also It also forbids local governments from making non-discrimination laws, like city governments and stuff. Women's soccer, like, like the impact that this bill has had on the North, or will have on the North Carolina economy has yet to be felt. But many, many, many um, athletic organizations are already have already pulled major events out of the state, be it the NBA All Star Game or um, or some uh, NCAA events. Yeah, uh, and this is just one of those things where, like, I am not opposed to Western New York going elsewhere. Like, it sucks the way it happened. It was shocking, uh, but ultimately, Western New York, the Flash being sold to another market that's going to be better for Woso is a good thing. Um, the, the unfortunate thing is that North Carolina, while better for women's soccer, while the Courage get to have a comeback, like, oh my God, could they have picked a worse time to try to come back? I think first of all we should add the caveat that obviously trans voices should be the first and loudest voices on this matter like if you are a trans woso fan in north carolina like feel free to leave a comment at us like whatever your opinions are the most important ones here like your it's not just your opinions it's your lived experience it's your lives so obviously that's who we should be listening to first uh, so in that context, I'm going to give my opinion on this. The The two sides of this are, on, on the one side, NWSL could set an example by following the footsteps of NBA and the NCAA saying, we won't do any business whatsoever in your state until this bill is repealed. The other side of the equation is, well, if they do get the team, then they can be an example in the state for how to work against discriminatory laws and provide like safe spaces for trans people, queer people, LGBTQ plus people. So once again, though, those are the two sides I see, but obviously trans people in North Carolina are the ones who have to deal with this, so they're the ones we should listen to. 
you're right. The marginalized group is always the voice that, that we should listen to. But as a consumer, I also get to put my money where my mouth is. Right? Right. And as a consumer, what are you going to do with your money? I'm not going to spend it in North Carolina. Yeah, me neither. I did have a person who tweeted at me who was like, yeah, I'm a trans person. I used to live in the area. And like, if I'd had something like that, like a queer friendly WOSO team in the area, like it would have been a lifeline for me. Obviously, that's one person's opinion, but I thought it was, you know, an important one to take into consideration. Other trans people have other opinions. They're not a monolith. So there it is. I I agree. I will say on a business level, they seem to have their shit in order. So best case scenario, they're getting the club. In reality, well, in reality, they're not going. Yeah, we we can talk about like, well, what if we all protest? Like in reality, they're getting the club. So I think in reality, we can discuss best case scenario. What should happen here? Right. And, you know, this is not a new women's soccer team. This is this is a very historic women's soccer team. I don't think anybody's upset that the Courage are back. I think what what's upsetting to me is the fact that NWSL now is in the crosshairs of this political icky. I mean, women's sport in and of itself is political just for existing. And right, but this is going the opposite direction. I think if the league and the club handle this right long term, it could turn out to be something positive like that puts out a net positive once again returning to like best case scenario based on reality Mm because they got the club it's gonna happen then best case scenario the courage become this really super progressive um inclusive very loud example for other businesses in the state and help put attention and money on helping repeal bullshit laws that hurt people well let's hope so i mean i i hope so too that's that's it's a it's a it's a raw deal to have the league act in a way that doesn't seem to take into account your your feelings like your existence as a person i i get it that's a really shitty thing to feel so i can only hope that now that it's it's just gonna happen it's gonna happen that it has the best possible outcome. That got heavy, man. It did. <laughs> and I was just kind of sitting here going like, I don't know where all this came from, but... I've been thinking about it a lot. It, it struck a chord. Yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot. Yeah, I could tell. So was like, how, how far along on our to-do list are we? Uh, Halfway through. <laughs> so, um, NWSL, the team that moved and got sold was not the team that I think we all expected would have that happen to them in the off season. Um, especially based on some of the rumors we were hearing in the fall, uh, FC Casey still, still up for sale, still in negotiations. Do you, do you have any idea where that, that whole drama is? Is it drama? I don't think it's drama yet, but as of January 3rd, the Casey star published an article that said um, the sale process is still going through to that guy in Minnesota, Elam Bear. He told a star that he's still in the process of buying the team and he would keep them in KC. So we'll see. We'll see where where they end up at the start of the season. So the thing is, right, is draft is coming up this Friday. We're recording this on Monday night. 
Um, we're about a month away from the traditional NWSL schedule release, somewhere around mid-February. Teams have got to start, like, being finalized, right? Mm-hmm. At the same time, like, NWSL isn't unique in that teams get sold. Like, any any major sports league, um, <clears throat> when you have a viable product, when you have a product somebody else thinks that they're going to generate revenue off of, shits get sold. But I'm sitting here going like, wow, okay, so whew, uh, this means that now North Carolina has to figure out, you know, when they can have opening day, when they can host the other teams, the other teams need to figure out when can they travel to North Carolina. Um, this means that now we're going to have a lot more travel period uh, for teams. Although I guess I I need to look at a map, like how many more miles is it to get to North Carolina than to get to Rochester? I feel like Cary is more of a travel destination so maybe there's a it's it's easier to get there even if it's farther right it, but i wonder would the spirit take a bus would orlando take a bus or is now everybody flying oh interesting yeah so to me it's you know other teams now have to figure out the logistics and not that this necessarily blindsided like all of the other owners hopefully the ownership group like all knew about this months ago um and and the everything's already been in play but uh, you know with the rumors about fc casey um and with what's happened to the flash it's just like all right uh when am i getting my schedule when do i need to make sure that i'm home for opening weekend right i i I wonder if all this is going to delay the schedule until like march which would suck for making travel plans, not just for us, but for the teams themselves. Absolutely. Yikes. I really do hope KC stays in KC because I think they've connected to a decent fan base. I think it's a good market. I think if they kind of rev up the front office a little bit more, they could um, really grow their fan base. It's not like It's not like in Rochester where even the Flash admitted like, we weren't going to grow the fan base to what we wanted, so we had to sell. I think KC has, oh, has totally. room for that growth, definitely. We'll see. We shall see. Uh, NWSL getting started pretty soon. Um, the silly season's coming to an end. We had the 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 draft is coming up, but surprisingly, some some players not going to be participating in the draft because they already signed over in France. France is just taking all the good players. Jesus. Well, they can afford it. When will the president stop all our best players? Oh, the players I'm talking about are Canadian. Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Canada moving up in the FIFA rankings, thinking they can make the big money over in France. Mm. But it's Kadisha Buchanan and Ashley Lawrence, and those are two people who, yeah, they're they're pretty hot properties. I would say Ashley Lawrence more than Kadisha Buchanan, actually, because I think Lawrence (laughs) is the smarter defender. Do you think Fleming's going to go over there at some point? I think she's going to stay in college. Right, but at some point, like she's gonna go pro, con- right? We don't need to have that conversation for another three years, though. I think she's <laughs> she's only gone through her freshman year at UCLA. <laughs> but she had such a good year. Yeah, I think she's gonna. I think Jesse Fleming values the 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 degree she gets from a four year education too. 
So all right. I think All she's right. an, she's like an engineering major too, or something. So it's not like she's. I know she's super, super. She's getting like brainiac over there. So they won't be in the draft, which means some other names are gonna rise to the top. I think everybody has placed Rose Lavelle pretty high on their list. Yeah, I think the Breakers might try to get her. They need a midfielder, although. I don't know. They announced they have signing news tomorrow, and I don't know if that's going to be Tiffany Weimer because um, that's not me spilling the beans. Dan Laletta already did that in the Equalizer where he said, look for Weimer to end up in Boston. I'm not too sure about Weimer. She's 33 years old. She's kind of bounced around. She's not really a starter anymore with apologies to Tiffany Weimer, who's super cool and has done a lot for the game. I don't know about But I, I think I think there's something to be said for leadership. You and Jen and, Cooper both were like, yeah, she could be a great mentor. Yeah, I think, and especially for a squad like Boston. Like Boston, I'm sitting here looking at the uh, draft order and what order picks are in. Boston is all over the place here. Like Boston is going to have seven or eight brand new straight out of school kids. They already have a young squad like Matt Beard kind of used last year and potentially this year is kind of years to to build up right we don't have like seven or eight squad positions though we have like three or four spots open so he's gonna draft three or four and he's gonna trade the rest you can you can draft more than you have squad positions for though right yeah but i don't think he wants to deal with like let me draft like six kids and deal with like seeing who can get trained up and stuff when he's already traded for a lot of players so my thing is, is as I'm looking at the, the draft order, uh-huh. do you really think Boston's going to take pick number one or do you think they're going to trade it? Fuck you. No, they're going to pick someone at number one. You think so? Yeah. Why wouldn't you use the Who number you- one pick? Like there are some pretty good options available in different positions. So use that number one pick. Why would they skip it? What if, what if he could trade up for, for a veteran uh, somewhere else? Oh, interesting. If he's putting so much stock in in known quantities. Uh, no, yeah. I think he's going to take it. He studied up a lot. He said to a lot of people that he's he's t- he spent the whole year studying the NCAA, so he has a much better idea of what he wants. And he he's also has a much better idea of the capabilities of most American players fresh out of college now. So it's not going to be such a shock for him to get kids who who don't have like the soccer IQ he thinks they should have. Sure, sure. So if I'm the Boston Breakers and I've picked number one, uh, hold on here, number one and number three and number eight and nine, uh huh. Am I trading? Am I trading pick number one for the best I possibly can, or am I trading pick number three? The thing is, though, what player could you get for number one that would be worth that? Right, the number one's probably going to be Roosevelt, maybe Morgan Andrews. Um, what team is going to trade away an established player that Boston would find worth their while to give up a number one pick for, though? They're not going to be know. getting like a national team player for that number one pick. No, but let's let's think of some awesome players who aren't national teamers. That's hard to do because Jill actually is calling up players. And there's probably a free allocation spot floating around now in NWSL because Crystal Dunn is gone. So I think... Right. You know, yeah. Maybe they could get someone who had a good NWSL season but is still pretty much national team fringe. 
like mm-hmm. someone from Sky Blue, maybe uh, Skrosky, something like that for a number one pick. But I just don't see them doing that. Like, I th- I think you look at this draft and the names available, use that number one pick. Yeah, let's let's hope so. I could see them potentially trading maybe eight or nine after they've gone one and three for, mm-hmm. for but not number one. Well, let's let's see. I think I think that spot is I don't know. Like I'm not fully committed to them having walk to them walking into the room having a name written down on that piece of paper. No, right? Man. Like I I think you walk into the room with number one spot and you look at the other coaches. You look at Laura Harvey, you look at Mark Parsons and you're like, make me a deal. No, Coach Beard knows exactly who he wants to pick. Who does he want to pick? I don't know, but he knows. He's said that he has a list and you know they're gonna try and get everyone on the list and if a name falls they just go to the next name on the list okay yeah i see they've already changed all the western new york flash picks to north carolina courage they'll go second in the draft i love that (laughs) we can't talk about first round without talking so deeply about the boston breakers it it feels good for once right um so the other picks in the first round in order, it's North Carolina, Sky Blue, FCKC, Seattle, North Carolina, and then Sky Blue again. So not a lot of variety in there. That's only five different teams picking in, in round one. Who do you think Carolina is going to take second? Oh, man. Um, I think I – think... Because they imported basically the entire Flash roster. Right. I'm, the, the way I think about it is Carolina is going to need some – hometown kids right like they've got Jess mcdonald who went to unc um a number of other players from the area uh do they do they grab a another college kid from either duke or north carolina or do they go for a player like morgan andrews um that can be a little bit more dynamic i don't know so there's uh i think the list might have updated but the list i have there's at least four unc kids in the draft Mm mm-hmm um, and I don't necessarily see any of them getting drafted. Admittedly, I'm not super aware of North Carolina, formerly the Flash's roster needs at the moment. It'll be interesting. Well, we've got we've got Christina Gibbons, who's from Duke. She's that's good. Yeah, Gibbons is another name who's who's going to go high in this draft, and she's from Raleigh. Yeah. So, so I'm wondering, like, do you do you just grab some North Carolina kids? And and kind of pull them in from from that perspective. You know, it's really hard to predict what Paul Riley is going to do, though, right? That's it's not necessarily given that Paul Riley will be the one picking because in the press conference today, they said Paul Riley is in consideration for the head. Coach Are you serious? Position. Yeah. The the staff don't automatically come over. That could just be like a smokescreen. Like it could be just a formality and they're renegotiating a contract or whatever. Yeah, he does have a lot of business interests, like, up and around New York. Like, he's got a lot of academy stuff going on there. So maybe he doesn't want to relocate to North Carolina for nine, ten months out of the year. I don't... Man, that... Who... Who's going to be their coach? What if Anson Dorrance leaves UNC? Could he pull double duty? I don't see how he could. That's just too much. It's not like UNC is some dinky little program. I mean... It's a well-oiled machine. It is a well-oiled machine. I don't know. And would he even want to? Because he's built a dynasty. Right. He's like the the big fish in a small pond. So he wanna, would he want to move to being kind of a medium fish in a medium pond? 
What if this is the fantastic return of Cindy Cohn? I was just about to say CPC. <laughs> CPC. What if CPC makes a return? Uh, you know who else is supposed to be moving to the North Carolina area? Hope Heather Solo. Riley. Hope Solo said who? she was. Hope Solo. Hope Solo's moving to North Carolina. She said in that that web series documentary of her, um, and like Megan Rapino and I guess Crystal Dunn was it. Where she said Seattle, too many people would come and knock on her door. She doesn't, you know, she feels like bothered there. So she's moving to North Carolina for the quieter life. Wow. Is, is uh, she going to be Heather? Yeah, that's that's the web series I want to watch. Heather O'Reilly and Hope Solo as old ladies like sitting on the porch rocking in chairs. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like cop buddy comedy, but okay. No, I want to see them being old ladies like like yelling at the kids. No, stoner Get comedy. Oh my god! <laughs> I that bet Hale would be so a hoot good. to get stoned with, and it's legal in Massachusetts now, so I don't have to feel bad about saying that. It's been legal in Portland for a while. Oh shush! All right, just yes, I remember. Just saying, I remember very vividly that it's legal in Portland. <laughs> just, just saying, I've I've begun dabbling a bit myself. Oh wow, you're so alternative now. I know. I know. I'm like letting loose and having fun. It's crazy. All right, man. Well, <laughs> I'll have to hit you up for that good kush. So, I have a person. <laughs> you got a weed man? Um, <laughs> I got, I, she's a lady. Uh, okay. She's, she's a lady. Um, so I think draft is always fun because the coaches have fun. Yeah. Remember last year when I think they convinced um, Laura Harvey to put in a bid for Adele? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm still <laughs> waiting for that signing to actually come true. <laughs> I like, wish... I don't know, man. It's NCAA thing. I I should have I should prioritized it, but work stuff came up and I've just been like riding such a high with doing really well at work recently that I was like, no, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go party in LA for three days. Gosh, you should have because first of all, the draft is always intriguing. There's always so much happening and it's open to the public. I know. It's free and open to the public and it's gonna be live streamed too. I know. Well, I'm gonna be in Texas working. Oh, so I'm not going to get to participate in any of the any of the online banter because I'm literally going to be in meetings. Yeah, and then the other thing is, NSCAA itself is like the best soccer party of the year. I know in the United States anyway. So yeah, I actually I'm so jealous. I turn into a little mini vacation because I'm staying with a friend, so I don't have to pay for a hotel. I'm gonna hang out in like Silver Lake, West Hollywood, eat in Koreatown. It's gonna be a great time gonna hound jeff plush about north carolina and hb2 we're just gonna hunt him in packs and make him say something non-generic it'll be great do it do it i i bet like me our friend meg linehan a couple other people i've heard are very dedicated to getting a solid answer out of him on what nwsl's intentions are in dealing with the the shitstorm in north carolina it's just it's all bullshit like it's not though it's not bullshit it's real but it's bullshit yeah you know what I mean? I want him to go on record stating that the league will do its best to do right by its queer fans, its trans fans, but specifically nice in this case, that. to do right by trans fans. Trans fans. So that's going to be the draft. We talked about a lot. Is there anything else you would like to unburden yourself with? 
in no, tonight? No, because uh, I think I think we need to start getting back to a normal schedule. Yeah, we need to be posting about every two weeks. And but now that stuff is happening, we'll have stuff to talk yeah. about. Totally, totally. I think I think that we just need to condi- consider the next couple months like conditioning. <laughs> We're going into our own preseason. You know? Yeah. Yeah, we we got to go into our own preseason. We got to we got to we got to start working on those ads. If you'd like to advertise with two drunk fans, please DM <laughs> us or email us. <laughs> oh, our our ad rate is extremely affordable. Yeah, you um won't believe what you hear. Uh, um, but yeah, I think, I think we just, we, we just need to, to get back into the, the swing of things. The, the friendlies are going to help. Um, she believes is coming up. Wait, is that? Yeah, it's going to happen. They didn't give 60 days notice, so it should be starting in early March. I don't think they confirmed that the venues weren't confirmed when they released those dates. So things could change, but as of now, beginning of March. Yeah, so you know we we have a lot of shit coming up. It's just goddamn it, NWSL, give us a fucking schedule in February, mid February. I'm not gonna freak out until mid February. Okay, I'm gonna write a note about that so that I can hold you to it. Well, so I figure we'll podcast two more times, and the second time I might have a mild freak out. Okay, because oh my god, I want to know where I need to be and when. That's true. I want to know when I can come to Portland and pick up those golf clubs from you. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to know when and where the NWSL final is going to be. Yeah, that would be great. It's probably going to be at a team that has access to an MLS venue. Yeah, it's going (gasps) to be in Orlando. What if it's in what if it's in fucking North Carolina? I don't think Orlando would like that. What if it's in fucking North Carolina and that was like a condition of them? They got the the acquiring the event. Ooh, interesting. Very interesting. Would we go? Would we go? I'd go, maybe. Oh, I don't know. Depends on what's been repealed at that time. You know what? I would go and stay in the nearest border town. South oh, Carolina or in another state town. and then travel into the state just for the final. Interesting. Yeah, and I wouldn't and I wouldn't eat any food mm-hmm. in North Carolina. No booze, no food. We'd bring all our own stuff. I wouldn't and drink water. anything. Exactly. I would bring I would bring the tailgate with us. Uh-huh. And I would not purchase a single goddamn thing in north carolina we would bring food and like give it out for free and actively cost vendors their money oh absolutely yeah we would go to costco and buy all the pizzas all the chicken wings all the bottles all the chicken wings all the hot dogs yeah dude we're already planning an amazing tailgate (laughs) in north carolina it'll be free to everyone orlando probably and we'll all go to disney and we'll all go to disney during hurricane season so tickets will be cheap you heard it here first, Gab. Go to Disney during hurricane season. <laughs> I don't wanna. Anyway, um, that was two drunk fans. Longer episode for you guys because everything happened all the time this past week or so. Welcome to 2007. Teen. Teen. <laughs> 17. <laughs> this year has already taken you as a casualty. That's it. You're done. Give up. The rest all is right. downhill from here. I'm 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 done.